Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne bringing you another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution. We've got a special episode today. Today we're going to be interviewing Joe Blackburn. Uh, Joe Blackburn is the president and founder of Crypto Coin Trader, uh, also known as CCT. Uh, many of you may follow them on Facebook. They have a Facebook group with well over 115,000 members, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so want to intro Joe. Joe, thank you for coming and joining me on today. I know you're a very busy guy and uh, we've been working on trying to get this interview together for a little while now. Wayne, my man, uh, thank you for having me first off. Uh, I like your intro, dude. It's cool. Blockchain Wayne, bro. It's, 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 uh, um, I love hearing that for you, man. You're doing good things. Country boys from the South, you know, we got we to hold, yeah. hold it down. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Cool. So, Joe, um, I got some questions for you today. I know, uh, you know, a lot of people may be curious, but for me, I see a lot of what you're doing in the space as well. And, and really, you know, for me, you and I have talked about it being about social responsibility of the crypto community, just to be able to break down barriers, make things easier. So um, I don't want to go too deep, but kind of tell me, you know, what, what piqued your interest about crypto and really got you to where, I mean, you're building your own project over there, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but what, what put sure. those wheels in motion? Yeah, Wayne, uh, I think both of both me and you just culturally uh, being from the region we are in the South, you know, we can relate where it's not like some thriving technological hub that we're just exposed to stuff like this all day. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough. I actually first heard about uh, Bitcoin when I was in the military. I was in the Army at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I was actually getting out, had a little extra money, you know, uh, at the time. And I mean, when I say a little, I mean, it was a little uh, less than a thousand dollars. And, you know, I was I, thought about it, you know, and back then it wasn't like going Coinbase and just buy, you know, you actually had to go find somebody, PayPal them some money and then hope that this wallet that I'd never heard of or knew how to do was going to work, you know, but um, I didn't really take it seriously. And it was really just uh, truly just kind of a guess and throw some money in there. Maybe it'll stick somewhere, you know, and fortunately, you know, I didn't forget my keys and I was able to, to, to kind of remember that, but you know, to, to really answer your question, um, for me, early on, blockchain was was just kind of a lottery ticket. You know, Bitcoin was all I knew. Um, it wasn't until 2016 that I even had heard of Ethereum. Uh, but I just started taking crypto really seriously at that point. And, um, you know, just the, the small things that went in motion very early on to get to where I am today were just probably some things that you can just relate on. You heard it from a guy, heard it from a friend, you know, his wife was telling him about it and she told somebody else. And next thing you know, I know about it, you know, and uh, it's, it's just one of those really unique uh, adventures almost, you know, to get to where we are. And I'm sure you can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I tell people all the time, my first crypto transaction, I bought Bitcoin on an ATM in New Orleans. And that's about 40 miles from where I live. So it was a buddy of mine telling me I need to buy Bitcoin and then finding an ATM on an app so we can drive to to, to <laughs> put some money in a machine in a shady gas station in New Orleans. So, yeah. Oh, but man. That, and it's like, yeah, after that, I was like, what did I get into? Now I really need to figure out what I just bought. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, just looking back at even the way that we've advanced and have the luxury and a lot of people hate Coinbase. I personally don't. I think they're a wonderful entry and exit point for, for to make it easy on people, which is one of the themes uh, that you'd already spoken about. But um, you know, just looking back at the way that people used to have to do business, it was so, you know, trust, you had to trust everybody, you know, in, in, a, in a world where we find it, you know, so unhar I mean, very, very difficult to trust people at times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, I, I've, I've been, I think in your Facebook group for probably, I would say probably since January, but how did that thing evolve so quickly? I mean, there's a lot of groups out there and that thing just, 
Uh, I mean, like I said, you've got 115,000 members. Uh, what you said earlier, 80,000 plus active, mm. you know, active members every day. So how did, how did that evolve uh, into what it is today? Sure. Um, you know, social media in general is just one of those beasts uh, that can't really be explained in a lot of ways. Um, we were very fortunate when we um, created our own group and officially we've only been around since April of 2017. And so it puts us over just over a year and a half old. Um, really, very proud and privileged to have started a group, to have the help and support from the moderators and, and the influencers that have stepped up and, and helped at different times. Um, but, you know, this is what I attested to is that people have been looking for a place to congregate. I guess you can say, and we're a digital community just from the core roots of blockchain. So, you know, I don't want to like, you know, make it more than what it was. We just provided some sort of entertainment coupled with content, coupled with, you know, with arguments, discussions, love, you know, kindness, and, and even, you know, generosity at times. And so uh, I just felt like people to this moment, moment still, uh, still reson it resonates with people that they, that they enjoy that as a, as a culture and a community more so than just a Facebook page, you know? Yeah, absolutely. One thing I saw from going through all the groups was there was a lot of, uh, I guess there was a lot of trash out there, a lot of junk, a lot sure. of scams being pushed. And, and that's what really kind of attracted me to the group when I looked at sure. it was that, you know, you had a group that a group of admins and moderators that really kept it clean. So, Man, Yeah, I, thank you for acknowledging that, too, because that's one of the things that we find most important is to offer. And I hate to use the word safe space. You know, that's kind of a overused <laughs> and, and under really underappreciated, especially when it's used correctly. But, you know, when you go through crypto and uh, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Facebook, Reddit, et cetera, you're exposed to so much uh, trash, as you mentioned, and and scams and, and Ponzi schemes and among other things, just it, like things that just should not exist in this space, but will because it's a land of sharks. You know, there's a lot of people looking to take advantage of people. Um, and, you know, the one thing that you, I mean, some people don't like CC, you know, there, there is a certain dynamic in there. And I, and I understand, and I respect everybody's opinion. You know, if you don't like it or you don't like me, you know, maybe I get on, on their nerves, whatever it might be. Um, you can at least come in there and say, I'm not going to be exposed to scams. I'm not going to be exposed to uh, opportunities for people just to rip my money out. You know, and we're not going to be allowing things of that nature to ever exist. And anybody who does is immediately removed and banned. Uh, and that's really kind of to answer your first question. That's probably a lot has a lot to do with our success as well. But let me tell you, you know, I mean, I remember our first thousand members and I was hoping one day we would get to a thousand, let alone, you know, within a month of creating it. And it was just that real boom in that moment in time back in April and, and March or excuse me, March and then April, obviously, but really June and July and leading up to the Bitcoin cash drama, not the drama that's happening now, but the drama that happened, you know, I guess it was in August. And um, and then we had the, the, the substantial bull run of uh, November, December, which, I mean, of course, we all remember. And unfortunately, it's, it's just a distant memory at this point, um, hopefully that we'll get back to it very soon. But um, regardless, uh, I, I, I've known that you've been in the group for some time. We've become friends through my group and uh, I'm, I'm I'm not only proud, but I'm a, it's a, it's an honor to be on your show too. Oh, thank you, Joe. Thank you. Um, now you mentioned the, the, the bull run and then the bear run, right? We've been seeing this bear market for since really into December all the way through this whole year. And it's been brutal, especially this week, you know, just, mm -hmm. just the last couple of days. But, um, and I know it's a lot around belief. So what would you, you know, what would you recommend to the new person to do? I mean, they're looking at this thing and all they've seen is, the fall, the mighty fall from 20,000 down to, you know, 5,500 right now. So, you know, what, what would you say? Because obviously, I mean, people are still looking at it and, and trying to determine. I had a buddy yesterday text me and he was still kind of tiptoeing, deciding whether or not to throw money in because he's scared. Sure. 
uh, you know, crypto's gotten this reputation of a of a lottery ticket the same way that I viewed it when I was first entering the space a long, long time ago. Um, it's not an undeserved reputation. You know, uh, there was a lot of madness, excitement, um, joy at the times uh, for the, the great success that uh, the, the crypto market saw. Um, and then we were we were exposed to the downside of that. You know, um, there is an obvious uh, distrust from a lot of the traditional investors in the traditional markets um, of the cryptocurrency market. You can you can compare it to so many of these quote unquote bubbles. You know, um, and one of my favorites is the dot com bubble. Um, if you look at the dot com bubble, it was very very similar and just at least in hype and excitement and people were spending all this money. VCs were all up in this, you know, and then obviously they were unsustainable. Um, as crypto goes, this is a digital asset. Digital assets will not get smaller. They won't become less likely to be used. They will just become more and more relevant. They'll be more and more massively adopted, as we say so often. And they'll become more and more part of your regular day without you ever knowing about it, right? So, you know, what I say to the new person who's considering potentially entering into the, the, the blockchain and crypto markets is this, is that take it as any other investment. Um, Bitcoin is not something that's going to make you super rich with $1. It's not going to make you super rich with $6. It's not going to make you super rich with $1,000. You know, $1,000, even with what we consider this bear market, I mean, beginning of 2017, we were, you know, $800, $900. I think at one point, the low was a little under $700. You know, the fluctuations of 20, 30% is nothing for crypto. But if you're in it for the long term, go look at the charts. If you're going to invest for one month, don't do this. Don't, do not invest into crypto for one month. Go look at the charts. Go tell me what it was like when it first started. Go tell me what it was like year one, year two, year three. And now January 1st or January 3rd is, is the 10-year anniversary of Bitcoin actually being minted on the blockchain. So if you go look at that, that transition, you're going to have sideways markets. You're going to have bear markets and you're going to have bull markets. But if you go look at where we are today compared to where we started, which was, you know, I, I guess essentially under a penny, you know, with what it costs to, to mine a Bitcoin when it first started. But, you know, if you took the average price of Bitcoin over the years, and I probably should know this number, but I would guess it's probably somewhere still around, you know, um, $900 to $1,300. And, uh, you know, that just shows where we've come from, from the beginnings to where we are. And somehow we still exist. And somehow we're higher than we were two years ago. And even, you know, a year in like a month ago, we were still higher than where we are today. So that would be what I would say to the new person as far as, are you skeptical? Are you, I mean, I'm not telling anybody to get in, you know, that would be, I've done that before and it's burned me. Um, I, I bought in and it was the wrong time to buy in before, but on the long run, it wasn't, it absolutely wasn't. So it's not a month long investment. It's a, it's a traditional investment. That's the way I view it. And I think as people start to understand the blockchain more and its use case and why it actually is the future of probably every digital transaction in the, at least for the next 50 to hundred years, um, unless something better comes along, which potential, but not anytime soon. Um, that's, that's really my statement. I hope I didn't go too long winded there. No, no, that, that was, that was pretty good. You know, I tell people all the time, big one, Bitcoin will always be worth one Bitcoin, you know? That's right. So, that's um, right. yeah, I had an eye opening experience several weeks ago. I watched the, uh, I don't know if you saw the series, the hidden secrets of money. And I have, I've heard of it, but I, I have not, I didn't see it. It just kind of added to the research I've done over the last year, which is just really studying what's, what happens with fiat currency and the history of fiat currency, which is what we sure. spend every day, uh, you know, with, with the paper money not really being backed by anything. So a lot of people are jumping in just to, you know, to hedge against the dollar. So um, now you, you've had, you've had your, your, you know, your ear to the, to the market and quite a few projects. I've seen you interview quite a few different uh, people. So 
most people look at 2018 and they see bear market declining prices, but it, it really, it hasn't been the case when you look at infrastructure going in and projects being built. So uh, I don't really want to elaborate on one specific project, but what, what kind of things have you seen kind of in what's going in the infrastructure and into crypto and blockchain this year? Uh, solid um, analysis there. It's, I don't think blockchain has ever been more wide, widely used up to this point. I mean, you could, you could make the argument that uh, in the amount of people that are, are in right now, you, that we're, we have grown, not just substantially, we have grown exponentially. You know, there's, it's not just buying a Bitcoin that enters you into the blockchain. Um, the blockchain is, is, as you said, there's an infrastructure, there's an economy of its own, but it's more so this, it's being used by major technological companies on a scale that people don't even want to think about right now. If, it, if they're not already implementing it, they are preparing for that implementation. If they have not entered into the space one way or the next, whether it's an institutional uh, investor, um, VC, they, they're hearing about it, they're talking about it, and they're waiting for that opportunity because everybody is curious. Um, that curiosity is going to lead into entry minus some catastrophe that we're not, you know, uh, that we're not prepared for. I don't see a way that this doesn't continue. Developers are so, like, not just on a small level, like people, these, they're so, there's so few of them compared to the amount of jobs that exist right now. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, you know, you don't have to become a developer, a blockchain developer in college to become a, a blockchain developer. But if you could be ahead of the game and start this in college and even basically get gra grab the concepts of why this should exist, what it should exist for, you will have a job minimum as soon as you get out of college, if not before, you know, it's just a lovely opportunity for people to kind of be on the forefront. So really to answer your question, this is, it's very broad and generic. And I could probably talk about this particular topic for 30 minutes, but <laughs> as projects go themselves, there's just more of them. They're becoming more and more, um, uh, usable as well. And the expectations of the community are becoming more and more reasonable. And, uh, the lofty expectations of, of thousand times gains gains and overnight at times have subsided um and rightfully so there it's it's just not that's not a sustainable market but um it for sure is uh it's continuing its growth at least on the um on the business and introduction to business side yeah absolutely absolutely um and you know one thing I, I heard i was at crypto invest summit in la a few weeks ago and steve wozniak was one of the speakers now he's a big proponent mm -hmm. for blockchain and he made the comment of um, you don't want to inundate blockchain with stuff that blockchain doesn't make better. So, you know, don't create projects that uh, that really like blockchain doesn't do anything other than you can say it's on the blockchain. Um, sure. You know, what are your thoughts around? Have you seen you know, most of the projects that you've seen been like, I guess most most people think when you create a, a, a project or create a company, it's to solve a problem, right? Is, is most of what you've seen going to solve some real world problems? Ben, that's that's a seriously good point. I I applaud your ability to kind of recognize that as a, almost an, as an issue, and this is something I think you even mentioned to me um, off offline at one point too in our conversations. But you know, real world application um, isn't always you know perfectly suited for real world accessibility. Like you know, people built cars before they built roads, and it's kind of it's. I don't blame people for trying to put things on the blockchain. I do blame people for trying to raise, you know, $30 million to put something that would cost them $200,000 to do on blockchain and then, you know, still have a token that they're trying to make sure the value goes up and now they're sitting on $15 million. Um, to answer your question, is it really, 
fair to say that something shouldn't be on the blockchain that has a use case today off the blockchain, but we don't have the roads per se, as in if they're the car. But you know, it's a it's a really honest and genuine look into what actually and what actually isn't, you know, ready. The world's not ready for it. So if you're five years ahead of your time, you know, it's just simply not gonna work. Um and you know, you may go, you know, may go broke waiting for that that fifth year to show up where it actually is time. Um, without, you know, bashing any particular projects, which I mean, I could probably go into some detail on that. And I just, I know some of these, these team leaders and these projects, they come to me, whether it's for, you know, consultancy work or potentially, you know, Hey, can I get an interview on CCT or Hey Joe, you know, I just want your opinion on this. What do you think the community would think? Can I, can I get some feedback from the community? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty aware of, of the way that the market's shifting. And I can say this for all the things of 2017 that probably should have been on blockchain. And there was plenty of them. Um, it's becoming fewer and fewer and harder and harder for these companies to actually get themselves attention because nobody's taking them seriously at this point. Um, you know, the, the dynamic and the social recognition of what works and what doesn't, um, it, it kind of runs the show these days. Um, if people think you're a joke or a scam, it's very quick to pick up that reputation and good projects get labeled that all the time. And I feel bad for a lot of them too. And I, I do my best to clean that up and without being, uh, without censoring, should I say. Um, uh, but nevertheless, uh, you know, to your point, the real world application to me is the most important thing, but it's, it needs to be relevant. And I've had to learn lessons along that just in my investing habits and also, you know, with my responsibilities as an influencer too, you know, I, I definitely want my community to be aware and, and also educated on why and why not things may or may not work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's, there, there's been some scams, but there's also been some legitimate projects that just don't work mm -hmm. out. That's, I mean, that's not blockchain. That's, that's real world. Anything, anything, you know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And on that note, uh, sorry to interrupt. Um, you know, this is something I try to point out to people. You know, a lot of people do blame companies last year. It wasn't the company's fault only. I mean, investors were buying in because of. Sorry about that. I think I've dropped off for a second. Uh, investors were buying into these these uh, these these projects because they thought they were going to get significant returns. And then when that stopped and when that well ran dry people all of a sudden oh let's hold them accountable let's make let's get mad at them hey that, that's, a, that's a collective blockchain issue that was not just simply you know projects faults now ultimately they're responsible for coming out with a pro product but if you go to silicon valley i mean sometimes it takes five ten years on a regular basis for startups to start being profitable um you know in a world where blockchain necessarily doesn't really have its foothold in the in, in the tech door yet um, i can't blame these projects for that are that are that have good intent and they're just being you know thrown into the fire just burning up just waiting you know trying to get everything they can but the social the social pressures mount up and it's just, sometimes it's not fair to them and i don't want to act like i'm only defending them i just see it from different perspectives than maybe the just the, the average person looking at it yeah, absolutely. I, and I think we got a lot to learn from uh, from history. I mean, you mentioned the dot-com bubble earlier, and I, I, I compare to that a lot in the past because, yeah, you know, that bubble did, you know, quote-unquote burst, but what emerged from that was some great companies. But there's also some exactly. decent companies that went away that just couldn't make it. They weren't, you know, whether it was just sure. poor timing, poor management, uh, just wrong place, wrong time, too early for their time, like you mentioned. So there's a lot of things that can happen. Uh, one absolutely. last thing One last thing before we wrap up. Um, you had mentioned to me and, and you'd even made a post on, on the Facebook pay group about um, CryptoCoinTrader.com. You're building a platform. Yep. Uh, I know there's there's a lot of things that you uh, really don't want to leak out until they're ready to be launched. But what, what can you tell us about CryptoCoinTrader, uh, you know, the site or platform you're building and, and, and what your vision is for that? Yeah. Uh, thank you for asking too. Um, of course, you know, uh, we'll, we'll be able to go into more detail about this. Maybe you'll bring me back on to talk about it, you know, at some point, but, um, yeah. just, 
with uh, just the basic you know outline of what we want to do is crypto's missing that Yahoo Finance, that ESPN, that even that Nike branding. You know, I mean that that credible. You know, know what you know what you're getting, know who you're getting. Um, and even if you disagree with opinions or if you disagree with, you know, a presentation or they think that, you know, maybe they're biased, you know, towards a certain team. I mean, if you go and look at the body of work, you can see that these companies or whatever it might be, you know, whether it's Yahoo Finance or whether it's ESPN or, or whatever it might be, uh, you know, they're, they're, they've been there for the long haul and they've proven themselves. Um, crypto doesn't have that right now. You know, there, there are some good companies doing it, you know, and there's some good news agencies and without mentioning one, because I'll forget another, you know, uh, it's not like there's not credible and, and good resources to go and find out this information. But what I, I notice consistently is that there's just not that ability to, to be, you know, really, I mean, for anything, for lack of a better word, just vetted as, as a proper news source. The investigative journalistic, um, you know, mentality of potentially even in the in here since we're in the United States, you know, we can go look and we might have we might disagree with Fox News, we might disagree with CNN or or MSNBC based on political opinions. But these but these these news sources they exist. They're sometimes biased, but they're not necessarily out, outright lying. You know, I mean, politics is probably the wrong example to use here. Um, but what I'm getting at is getting that. That, that truth, but also having opinions and having the ability to still enjoy this space is missing, in my opinion. It's, it's becoming more negative and it's becoming, um, it's almost a, um, a, a cesspool of just people fighting with each other over what's true and what's not. There is a way to fix that. Um, you know, there's different, you know, ideas that we have and our, our long-term vision is not a, you know, six-month vision. It's a five-year, 10-year plan that we have here to, to enhance and bring credibility to the space. Not to mention, you know, bring information about coins and tokens and you know as this market evolves who's actually ready for the evolution of this market well right now nobody's really had to be you know it's kind of just been a wait and see play the market and you know there's no real way to be ahead of it but i don't believe that that's going to be true for forever i think there's a way for us to be more aware and in tune with not just each other but with other projects being in tune with one another you know um i want to bring out a little bit more of a uh, a social presence for these these um these these projects and these groups to have a presence on a social media platform to an extent um, that allows, you know, us to actually watch and, and, and the ones that are doing it right are going to love this. If you're doing the right things and you're working hard, you, this is a place where you can promote your activities. You can promote um, the amount of time you're spending with this. And it's not done on a chilly basis where you should go buy this coin right now because this is coming out. It's just to verify and to, and to, to to make significant, you know, choices take significant information. If you're not taking every decision you make as an investor as a significant choice, you're not doing it right. In fact, you're doing it exactly the way they want you to do it on the market, so that they can take your money. Be smart, and we want to offer the opportunity to help that in being smart. You know, uh, as well as you know, hey, look, and and Wayne, you could probably agree with me on this. To me, it's it's nothing against Telegram as a as a means of communication on a messenger, like just like Facebook Messenger, but. The fact that that's an industry standard is shameful. How do you go tell your grandma or your mom or your dad, you know, or even your brother who's, you know, a traditional investor, hey, you, this is where you find out the information. Let me see the Telegram link. They open it up. They see memes. and They see people fighting with each other, calling each other bad names. I mean, that's embarrassing. Yeah. That's yeah. never going to bring us to the next step. So, you know, if you can kind of take where I see certain problems, of course, that's a, you know, three, four, five minute, you know, explanation of the problems. You can kind of see where we're going with it to fix it, you know. Um, and, you know, hopefully we, I know we'll do a good job. Hopefully the vision is what the public would want, want to use. And um, I, I look forward to, you know, to I look forward to using it myself. 
Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to, to see more. And like I said, yeah, we'll get you back on uh, to talk some more about it when, you know, when you're getting closer to launch, I know uh, there's probably, you've probably got some, some secrets you don't want to let out just yet. So we can definitely do an sure. update on this uh, down the road. So. Uh, Absolutely, Wayne. Absolutely. Yep. And, and, you know, Joe, that's really all the questions I have. Uh, do you have anything else you'd want to add before we, uh, before we end the episode, man? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, Wayne, I'm, I'm real proud of the way that you present yourself. And, you know, I know, I think it's really cool how that you keep your, your, your uh, podcast shorter than most, you know, you're not only in it just, uh, you're not in it at all for, you know, really even the publicity, you're, you really just want to do something uh, good for the community. And I appreciate that role that you serve. We, we do the same thing in a lot of ways. We try to help make things easy, as, as you pointed out, for people to at least um, to, to bring home basic information. And, and even if it's, even if it is considered basic, you know, it's not basic to people who are just starting. And, you know, it's, exactly. it's easy for us to forget as, as people have been in the space for enough, you know, enough time where it's, it's easy. So I appreciate what you're doing, man. I know your audience and your, your listeners appreciate that. And, um, and most importantly, thanks for just being a good dude and a friend. Oh, thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. You know, same to you. I appreciate, uh, everything you've done for the community and, and, and really just, I definitely see a lot happening. What I love about the crypto space is, uh, there's a lot of collaboration going on. You know, we could go, I was in new Orleans getting interviewed by another podcast crew, uh, and just kind of working together on different projects. So that that's one thing I tell everybody. There's there's too much there's too much growth potential for this 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 whole space that there there's really no room for competition. It's all about collaboration. Absolutely, man. Well, I wish you the best. I know that you'll continue doing a great job. There's no doubt. You know, you're always you always got a home in CCT. Um, and uh, and you know, Wayne, it's only a matter of time until I meet you down there in New Orleans. And yeah. you know, whether we grab a drink or you know we just you know hang out and drink coffee, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, we got to do that soon. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We got some conferences coming up too. So we, we can talk about those too. Absolutely. All right, Joe. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us and, uh, everybody want to thank you for listening in and that is it. And we'll catch you on the next episode.